Ocean FM Donegal Plumbing and Heating Old Lahey Road Donegal Town Suppliers of underfloor heating packages Aluminium radiators Samson and Daikin Air to water heat pumps And all your renewable needs And sponsors of the Donegal GAA Podcast It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up The thing about the club is you don't choose your club um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just that uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, Thank you. let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't you? I'll tell you, you know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chipchar. You're very welcome along the Donegal GAA podcast here on Ocean FM. Connor Brezen here, coming to you with this week's preview show. Well, it's hard to believe we're already in the month of March and we are now entering round five of the Alliance National League. This Saturday evening, Donegal travel to the Athletics Ground to face Armagh and throw in for that game is at 7.30. We will have live commentary from that match on Ocean FM. Well, I think uh, Paddy McGill may still be recovering from his long weekend away down the country, but not to worry because I am in the company of two gentlemen, Peter Campbell, former sports editor of the Donegal Democrat and former under 20, under 21 Donegal manager, Gary McDade. Welcome along, gents. How are we keeping? Yes, Connor. Thanks. All good. Good, Connor. Yes. It's good to have you, lads. It's been a while. Uh, We'll crack on anyways. We didn't get a review show in Letterkenny the last day. Paddy and myself were absent, so we'll talk a bit about the Donegal-Galway game, how we thought that went down, and that'll lead into the preview of the Armagh match. Um, So plenty of talking points, um, but I think we just will start. I know people are nearly sick to death of talking about the academy. I'm nearly sick to death of talking about it myself. Uh, But we have got an update on it, a statement from the Donegal County Board. So, Peter, we'll start with you. I don't know about you, but reading through it on Tuesday night, I think it might raise more questions than answer questions. Uh, What's your thoughts on the whole scenario, Peter? I think that that probably is always the case. We we waited a while for the statement, but it probably um, reflects that, you know, when something like this happens, whether it happens in a club or at county level, it's always very difficult for the people in charge. The way the GA is structured, you know, leaves it that way. Because, you know, you know, when you were talking in, in the podcast last week with Paddy, they, he likened it to, you know, an employer uh, losing 40 of his staff. But I'm not so sure that, you know, that that's a good comparison because... Well, to, to think of the uh, county board as being an employer, uh, they're not structured to be uh, to employ as such. And probably maybe there's lessons to be learned from this that maybe would go deep into the GEA that, you know, the, they need better structures at county level to deal with something like this. And even, you know, we were talking, you were talking last week about the need for them to come out and say something. Uh, and... That, that creates a difficulty for them because they're, they're always on the back foot in something like that. Um, 
And when the statement came out, you know, it actually, it was in the media uh, before it was actually officially released because, you know, you send an email out uh, and the process with the GA is that they, they, they notify the clubs first. And if you send out 40 emails and uh, maybe another 20 individuals that are attached to uh, executive and you have 60 emails out there with a, with a, with a statement that you want them to peruse first. <laughs> And then uh, you think that that's not going to get into the media within an hour. And that's what actually happened. Um, it, it's just the whole structure of, of, of uh, the way a county board can deal with someone, I think, are not right anyway. And, and this, you know, that has been reflected in the past as well. It's, it, it's, a, it's a difficult uh, position for them. And, you know, the, the, these things happen at club level, at county level. And... I don't know if the structures of the GA are, are are right for dealing with them. Um, like I know I was the secretary of a club uh, 20 years ago. And, you know, it's only then when you're in the middle of it that you, you, these things come up. And, you know, are any of us actually well-versed in, in the way to deal with them? It's, it's a very, very difficult situation. But, but hopefully, you know... Uh, they have dealt with it now the best way they can. Um, they have to move on. Um, like Donegal have to move on. Um, uh, and the, the academy, or it was de development squads beforehand, like those things have to get up and running again um, uh, for the good of the county. Uh, and, you know, and, and in the end, I say it will, they will get to the end of it. But because the way the GA works, it's a slow process and, um you have to have sympathy for them as well. That's why I think, you know, that the whole structures of, of the way a county board is put together um, probably needs to be looked at in Crow Park because yeah. I think they're on, they're, they're on the back foot a bit uh, when something like this happens. It, they're not an employer as such. You know, they're, they haven't got the, the skills of, uh, like if there was an employer, there'd be a chief executive in and he would be dealing with it. But I suppose because it's so democratic, the GAA, they have to get uh, maybe the executive have to meet and they have to, uh, you know, put a statement together that covers their backside as well as everybody else's. And you would nearly think that that's what actually happened here. And um, like I would have sympathy for them in that regard because I think the structures um, don't allow to deal with someone like that quickly. Gary, you've been a coach, a manager, you've worked at senior level, underage level. Where, where do you stand in all this? Yeah, well, well funny, Connor, you know, I would have worked way back in the the development squads way back 2000, I'm trying to remember now, 2004, under 14, 2005, under 15, 2006, under 16, I think. If memory serves me right, we actually beat Tyrone in a Bunkrana Cup final that year, myself and Martin Regan. Would have been in charge of the charge of the team, um, and that time you know Connor, it would have been very much, you know, away you you get you got the job, well done, congratulations, and away you go, and there was no plan. It was you ran you ran it the way you saw best fit to see how a county team should run, and it was up to you to gather your resources and put what you could in place, and by God's to say that our academy was probably the envy of uh, many counties over the last couple of years across the province and across the country would be probably a bit of an understatement. So 
that just shows where we've come from, you know. It probably, you know, it, it, it was a very clear pathway, a very clear definition for the players. I heard nothing but positivity coming out of the academy over the last lot of years um, from parents, players, club people, um, that the structures were good, things were right. Uh, granted, there was a, a bit of hearsay about maybe players not playing certain club games or, or whatever, but listen, when you weigh it up, there was very few um, gripes. There was a lot more positivity. I'm hugely fearful for our future, Connor. Um, right now, Bukhana Cup starts in a few weeks' time. We, at the moment, do not have a team to enter in that Bunkrana Cup. We don't have a manager for that team. We don't have coaches for that team. Those players are currently not following programmes that they had been following the last couple of years. And probably that we, as a public, as a GA public, as supporters, as Donegal people, would have got to see the fruition off the last couple of years since the current structure in place. Really get to see it with that academy that under-16 team, and probably even more so when they're minor next year, when they got another year under their belts. Like That's what I was really looking forward to, was seeing the first group come through that started at under-14. And I'm really fearful. And if any county, Connor, has any sense, I'm sure they've been already on the phone to Carlisi to get them into their county because, with the, I mean, we were the envy of many counties and our neighbours, you know, and I would not be surprised to see his name being linked to many positions elsewhere. It said in the statement during the, the week that uh, one thing that jumped out to me, that everything was exhaustive. Uh, they had exhausted all avenues. I plead to them to go back, Connor. I plead now as a Donegal supporter, as a, uh, as a Donegal man, I plead them to go back and find more avenues to make it right and, and, to, and to get it sorted because there has to be a way, Connor. There's always a way. There's always middle ground. If everyone gives a little for the good of for the good of Donegal GA, I think we can find a way, you know. So uh, that would be my big message to, to the powers that be. And, and to everyone on both sides, Connor, you know, it's to everyone on both sides here that to give a little to get more for the future. But Connor, Monday night is going to be good crack. You know, the county board meeting on Monday night. The clubs have an opportunity to speak on it, I believe, on Monday night. So they have at, at the next county committee meeting. That's going to be highly interesting. They're going to need to have all their ducks in a row because I can feel there's going to be a lot of anger coming from the floor. And there's going to be a lot of ammunition thrown at them. And they will have all their ducks in a row because I know those people are there in those positions. And they will have the answers for everything. It's, it's, it, it's you know, it'd be interesting because are the people on the floor going to accept that? They're, they are representing the clubs from Donegal. They're representing the club members in Donegal. You know, are they going to go out there and leave the meeting and say, ah, oh, well... You know, that's it. I mean, are, are they doing their club member service then? Are they doing their club the service then? So Monday night, I think it'll be really interesting. Tuesday morning, we'll watch out for the bulletins or even late Monday night. It will be interesting to see what's come out of that. Peter, it takes a final point on it. It, it does take to the tango. I mean, where do you see it going from here? And maybe, I don't know, stranger things have happened. Could we get a statement maybe from Carl Lacey or is that... 
well beyond us. I'm, I'm sure it would make for an interesting interview or an interesting read. Yeah, well, we, I suppose we've got a bit from both sides at this stage. Um, it, like, I think there's no one out there who wouldn't want um, the, the, the bridges to be mended and that car would be back and that whole academy would carry on. But judging by the statement, you know, that seems a long way off. Um, and the, the part of the statement said that they would be um, communicating with the coaches and the parents and and, and all involved, uh, looking for a, a solution to move forward. So you knew, you would nearly think that you know that they they're they're in the field for actually getting a replacement for Carl at this stage, and they, they want to move move the thing on. And, and as Gary says, with the Van Cup coming up shortly, time is not on anyone's side here. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't think it's a doomsday uh, uh, effect either, because you know. The, the, the GA will go on. Uh, as I said before, I know I've been in the middle of rows at club level um, and we've had rows at county level before. But, you know, after a while, things will settle down, I think, and, and we have to move on, um, uh, whether that's with, uh, and, and everybody I think would want it to be with Carl uh, there because work of, of the template that he's put in place um, and, like, as, as as Gary says, like there's there's nobody who was saying anything bad about that academy. It was so well well run. Um, it's just a pity that we've had this uh, bump in the road for whatever reason. Um, it's it, it's it's not good for Donegal, and, and it, like it's not good for um, with the way Donegal are at the moment. They're in transi- and, uh, transition at, at senior level, and to have this bump in the road uh, going on in the background isn't isn't good overall so hopefully you know hopefully they, they can build on what happened uh, you know we we just have to move on one way or the other like Donegal football when we're when I'm dead and gone I'll still be still be still be there they'll be underage they'll be senior um and like as I've said there's been bumps in the road before and we, we just have to get over them um but uh, as my my biggest point is that the makeup of County boards and dealing with the, the way things are now with academies and um, so forty coaches or whatever. I don't think that uh, you you probably need to have a a CEO or something in there that deals with all that stuff and um, doesn't that a problem comes back to a committee or an executive with many 20, 20 members and twenty members make a decision on anything uh, you need somebody in control and that, that, I think it's just the makeup of the jade doesn't lean itself uh, to to be helpful in a situation like this uh, um Connor it doesn't come on that but Peter's made a good point there that we need someone who needs to be in charge of that our neighbors to Rowan have reappointed Niall Muldoon um as operations manager, they've created a new post there. It's a full-time post. Cavan last year also created the position of operations manager. Now, I'm not 100% sure of the exact job description, but I would believe it'll be something along the lines that under the remit would include what Peter's talking about there. I think, and listen, I know in the battles for elections last year in, um, in, in Donegal, GA, 
you know, from the word on the ground was that there were certain candidates hoping to bring that into Donegal and operations manager. Like, you know, to back up Peter's point, we need now an operations manager in Donegal to look after this group of people and the extended groups of people and parties and different academies and what have you to make sure that everything is run correctly and and given us the best chance. I mean, one of the interesting things probably that jumped out to me in the statement, statement as well was about the coaches. You know, you would like to think that since that statement came out, that they've talked to those coaches. Now, I haven't talked to any of those coaches to follow up to see have they been touched them, have they been in talk, have they been in touch with the players? Have they been in touch with the players? A lot of time has passed and time is not on our side. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would need answers with regards to all those things going on Monday night uh, into the meeting as well. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about schools football. Carl was probably the first person that ever touched base with us up in the college about linking in and creating structures between academy squads and uh, schools football. And suppose with us playing the likes of McCrory Cup and that, that was very much uh, beneficial and, 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 and helpful in, in everything that came our way. So, you know, there's a lot of good things here that we can't let fall to the side. As I said Monday night, I suppose the club representatives have a duty of care to Donegal GA. So they have, they can't walk out of that meeting Monday night and just settle for the letters. Like, you know, there's a lot, a, a lot of people would say um, that the clubs don't stand up enough for themselves in Donegal. That would be very much the, the, the feeling on the ground that we need to stand up more for our beliefs and, uh, and, Push for what we think is right as as GA members, and 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 uh, and you know, and take it forward, and and show that passion and enthusiasm for for what we think is right, and things that need to be done the way that we think, because there is a duty of care to the GA, you know, and 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 everyone is involved in the GA for the right for the right reason, because they they want to see our county and our players do as well as they can, and 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 to access. The best resources that they can, and I think over the last couple of years they were getting access to a lot of those best resources. So they were, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure again there'll be more coming out on this on Monday night. And Harry will be returning to the podcast, and we'll see what what he has to say and what will come up on it. Uh, you need maybe, to send Paddy, and I think you better send Paddy to that meeting on Monday night. I, I was going to say is uh, two two men here, Gary, Peter. Any interest in running for any of these roles? <laughs> they're, they're looking for any coaches if you have interest in running. Uh, no, 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 but the, like the coaches one's interesting that you just talked about coaches again. You know, they said that they're if those coaches are not looking to go back, they're going to look for more coaches. Yeah. Connor, that was probably forty of the best people in Donegal was involved as regards coaching I mean do we have another 40 that's as good as those 40 you know that you know that's a people many that's a question many people will 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 be asking and then Connor are those people that were are the 40 coaches who are there do, do they feel a loyalty to Carl and if they would be letting Carl down if they did go back and do it I, I'm not sure how those people feel you know, there's so many things that are difficult at the minute, yeah. and so many things that we have have to get right. We have to get our get our own house in order. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, moving to the Donegal senior team, lads. Uh, Donegal one nine, Galway one nine, and Letterkenny. We don't have a great record in O'Donnell Park, but uh, Peter, three points in the last four. 
Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost a two in a row. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose a lot of people, different opinions of that game. They said they threw it away, came back from the dead. You know, whatever you want to make of that Galway team. I think they're a decent Galway team. And I do think Donegal have come. They rejuvenated a little bit, definitely from the Tyrone game, where they didn't really put a hand on any of the Tyrone players and probably fell apart a little bit against Monaghan. One point, good enough, Peter. We'll start with you on that game. Uh, when you look back on it, like the main talking point of the game was that we left two points, so we left a point behind us. It's certainly, you know, with with the chances that we had, uh, there is thirty, 30 minutes without scoring in the second half. Roughly. Yeah, a slight lack of confidence, maybe. But you know, you you couldn't argue that you know nearly all the shot selection was quite good. Um, maybe Potter Mogan could have taken a point rather than trying to go for a goal at that stage. But you know, by and large, the, sh- the shot selection um, would would have been you know uh, they would have been happy enough, I'd say, in management level with it. Um, but unlucky with the couple that came off uh, went wide off of upright. Uh, but you know, it's two. You're not going to win games if you go 32 minutes into a half without without um, scoring a point. Um, I would question a little bit. I thought Galway were an average team, um, okay. but I, I do take your point that I think we have been improving. Um, there's a there's more intensity coming into them. Um, but you know, you have to t- also take into account that there's a lot of fellas there who haven't. There's some of them only only back for their second game. And then you have a number of players who are, you know, only getting into senior county inter-county football at the moment. And you know, the the one thing that probably would worry me is when, when you look at the bench, you know, we took on um Pater Mogan, but you know, very, very inexperienced. Uh what's what's left uh for for at the moment. You know, yeah, I think true, um... obviously true with with losing a couple of players and then losing uh, a few more to injuries. I think McGr- McGrady came on and O'Donnell, two very young lads. Yeah, yeah, but that's I think that's the hand we've been dealt at the moment. Um, we have three points now from four from four games, um, and we probably need to get three from the final three games. It's going to be a huge task for 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 uh, Donegal to 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 get there. But hopefully, you you never know. Um, I, I thought that for for areas of the game they are improving, but you know there's, there's they didn't don't have that experience as opposed to losing uh, Murphy and then with Paddy McBarty getting getting injured like that, that's a huge hole you've taken out of your front line um, and the, and the scoring power that they had, um, but hopefully we can you know I I would be happy if they went to Armagh and and improved again. Um, I would be fearful about getting a point even out of there because, you know, Armagh will probably remember coming to Letterkenny last year <laughs> and getting beaten and they'll be reminded. I'd say there'll be plenty of reminders, even though there's probably a good few changes on both sides since that. But, you know, they'll they'll want to get their own back for what happened um, losing in Letterkenny last year. So it's going to be a very tough, tough outing for Donegal this weekend. Gary, would you concur on uh, Donegal's performance against Galway? I think there was a serious amount of wides in that game, if if I'm not mistaken. But there was positives to take out of it as well, in that most of all, getting Oshin Gallen back. Did he score 1-2 the last day? Um, yeah. 
So it's not it's not all Denbe. I mean, Kerry are sitting third with four points. Donegal have three points. So still all to play for. What what can we do to improve going into the Armagh game? Uh, you, you know, near the the last what are we now February since since the winter there's nearly been clouds over Don, Donegal G. You know, and sometimes the media. You hear me, Connor? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. I, I uh, sorry, I thought I thought I lost you. Uh, sometimes maybe the media and analysts like ourselves maybe are creating that. So we are that doom, that cloud of doom. I would always try and look at it from a positive point of view. I mean, we were done last week in the Donald and the Donald Park. I, I mean, against the team that played in the Iron Final. Granted, there were missing players, but we were missing players as well. We're going through a hell more transition than than they are. They're a lot more settled than we are. We the previous week we conceded one twenty. We halved that down to one nine against the team that got beaten the all all Ireland final the year before. Which on paper are this are, are right now the second best team in the country on on paper. So you know the, the previous week that Galway team destroyed Tyrone, destroyed Tyrone the previous week. Tyrone gave us a good hoeing a couple of weeks ago as well. So, so, like, you know, we are going forward in the right direction. People are giving out about conceding 120. Then we went and conceded 1-9 last week. But was it 15 points or 115? I'm trying to remember. We scored against Monon, Connor. Do you remember? Just 15, uh, I think, yeah. 15, yeah. I, 15 points. 15 points would win you a lot of games so they would in, in, in the National League. You know, we got 1-9 last week. Not enough to win a national league game, and 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 granted, that's why we got the draw. You know, I came out of the Donald Park last week. I was lucky enough we had our under tens and half time. Thanks to the Juniors Club for for us in. It was a fantastic day, and you know, them we wise Connor were buzzing leaving because of the rally late in the game, and a couple of them were saying to me, "Where are they playing next weekend?" And I was telling them, "We're in Armagh," and that created that buzz among the children. They were like, "Oh, can we go to Armagh?" next week you know that they want to go to Armagh and we need a big crowd going to Armagh next week because Armagh I think brought thousands down to Killarney last weekend and I think it was a, or not really it was the biggest ever crowd I think for a league game literally so we need a crowd going and you know it's uh, it's on the Donegal public to get up and, and back the you see the difference it makes you know Galway didn't travel particularly well last weekend and I think that made a difference going down the home straight that we had the crowd, you could hear the noise. There wasn't a huge cheer any time any time Galway scored. You mentioned Austin Gallon there. As you said, one, two, two points from play, stepped up, had the penalty, has been hit by injuries badly the last number of years. Now with Paddy gone, the mantle really has fallen on him for a man who has had very little game time at senior level, has shown huge potential. I was lucky enough to work with him at under 20 for the first year. Unfortunately, we lost him to the seniors this the second year. Um, you, you know, it's probably for him, it's a it's a it's a big ask. It's an ask that I think he's well capable of taking on board. Will take it in a stride, so he will. He has a capability to take it. Um, the worst thing probably is that he's going to get the best defender now, Connor, and pro- and probably the sweeper as well with Paddy Ann out there. But also next week, you know, Aidan O'Rourke was Kier McGinney's number two, so he was. Aidan O'Rourke knows Kier McGinney inside out. You, you know, um, he's coached Armagh. He's coached him, I think, down, along with him in Kildare, if memory serves me right as well. He knows our, those are my players. So we have, you know, a huge thing in our armory here 
going into play Armagh next weekend that they we have so-called one of their own, you know, and there's nothing Aidan, I'm sure, would love better than to go up there, you know, and show people, you know, the, the, the job in, our, in his home county that he's doing, what Donegal, and listen, whenever Geezer's time's up, that, that you know, possibly he could be the man to take over, over, over there. You know, everyone will have their own wee agendas going out, and I think that's a big plus for Donegal, that we have the likes of Aidan work going on this weekend and that game. Peter, it seemed in the second half quite open for Galway to get at the runners. I remember even Marty Morrissey saying on, on, on commentary at one point in the second half that the Donegal markings seemed to be all over the place. Now, I think he was referring to the half-back line rather than the, the, the full-back line and, and midfield going going forward. I mean, they probably will really have to tighten that up now against Armagh, who seemed to be in a different world compared to where they were last year. Myself and yourself were talking before the Donegal Armagh game last year, previewing it, and we said Kieran McGinney will really, really be in trouble. So, so he will if they don't beat Donegal. And whatever it is, eleven months later, they've now joined the pack of one of the top teams in Ireland. And look who they have! You know, Duffy, O'Neill. Um, was it uh, McCambridge? He marked Clifford the last day and kept him scoreless yes. from play from playing. Yeah, so they really have some top quality players, and Donegal are really going to have to adjust to that in the athletic grounds on how they set up. Yeah, it's there's quite a few changes in that Armagh team from the team that we would have met last year. Uh, that Barry McCambridge had been one, and he's I think he's had done very well in the club scene. And he was playing centre half back for them, but they put him back to Mike Mark Clifford. Uh, Mark Clifford uh, last weekend, and by and large, he seemed to have done very, very well. And like they have uh, uh, Paddy Burns, and I think he'd been troubled by injury over the last number of years, but he seems to be uh, a stickler for a marker as well at corner back. And you know, but the the other thing that Donegal will probably have to work around is how they deal with Ethan Rafferty. Um, because of all the, the goalkeepers that are um, coming out the field, he seems to have taken it maybe a step further than any of them. And like he, he's actually scoring from play in nearly every match. And it's a very difficult one to deal with, you know, um, Mark and the, the outfield players. But the, when this fella comes through and he goes through maybe where the centre half back should be and, and, and giving passes and going for the... It, it's, it's going to be a whole new ball game for the Donegal defence to deal with, um, because because he has taken it on, I think, a step from last year as well. And th- this Armagh team now, to be fair to them, like they seem to have progressed quite a bit, even from the time we played them in Letterkenny in the league last year, like and then then in the championship, and then when 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 we met them again, uh, like they were they were they were very well improved. I know we were probably. Um, there was there was a downside to us probably after losing the Ulster final, but like they they were within a kick of a ball of beating Galway and on uh, yeah in the in the in the final stages. So you know th- this is a uh, this Armagh team seems to have uh, he seems to have got in a few more players as well. So it's going to be obviously very very difficult for Donegal. Uh, your question in, in relation to how the Donegal defence. Um, I probably would like to see maybe Stephen McManus staying in that 
um, holding possession at centre half back. The, okay. the way that Donegal are playing at the moment, you know, they seem to have all of them seem to have a license to go forward at different times. And I've seen Stephen McMenamin in the last two games in it full forward at corner forward. Um, but the strength that he has, I think, uh, I would like to see him as a holding centre half back because we need that maybe at the moment uh, and let. Let the Keelan McColgans and let uh, the Owen Bon Gallers let them go forward with the ball. But you know, I, I know maybe maybe them old style, but I, I'd like to see a holding centre half back. And Galway had it last last week, and he he never left that particular area. It, I think it gives a bit of stability to the team uh, when you do that. But Every every defender is going to be at, uh, at their best, and I suppose Brenton McCall will probably get the job of marking Rio O'Neill, and he's he's had him a couple of times before. He marked so, marked you know, him last year, didn't he? He did. He had a, he had one very good game on him, and he's going to have. I uh, thought he was quite good last Sunday yeah. in O'Donnell Park. He 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 was getting to the pitch of the ball coming in much better than he was um, in the Monaghan game. Um, and you know that Donegal are going to have to get to that ball. The the the, the defenders were very lax. I thought against Monaghan they were standing off, whereas in last weekend I think they were trying. The hand was in, and you're going to have to do that, and you're going to have to do that with Rain O'Neill and uh, Brenton McCall's well up for that job. That that is the big the big task is about on 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 Saturday evening, but. Um, it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a big task for all the defenders, and you know we're going to have to get our midfield. The last day, I thought I thought we actually won the midfield battle against Galway, and they would have had all their uh, big players around that area. Um, you know, they were, I don't think they were short anybody from from what they had last year. Um, and if we can get you know get Michael Langan on the ball. Um, Possibly, do, do we start Potter Mogan this, this time around? We've been holding him back for to half time and all the games so far. Um, do we need him on the field from the very start? Uh, does that leave you short of a, an impact sub? That's probably one of the things that you have to think about. But, you know, we need we need, we need uh, the, the scorers. The, 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 uh, and, you know, you'd like to see maybe... Um, Jamie Brennan maybe getting back to a bit of form. He seemed to have lost a little bit of confidence um, last weekend. He just wasn't taking on the man like he used to. But you're going to want uh, everybody up to speed. And and uh, as for Oisin Gallen, I think he's been a, a revelation so far because he's, he's he has bulked to to in size he's he's able to take on a man he has that dummy and he, once he gets away he has a couple of steps he's he, he beat a couple of men very very well last weekend and you know both himself and Conor O'Donnell if they can get their accuracy together you know we could have scored 115 last Sunday very very easily um, we'll probably need to score something like that on Saturday evening if we're going to beat Armagh or get a point um, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if we if we were able to come out of Armagh with a point on Saturday evening? Gary, you're in Paddy Carr's shoes. You're doing your homework now for Saturday evening. We look at Armagh. They, they seem to adjust their game very well to how they play their opposition. I think they were a little bit defensive against Kerry the last day. One thing they don't do a, is... A little bit. 
One one thing they don't do is uh, certainly throw in the towel. Uh, we saw it against Mayo. Even the last day, I think, was it Charlotte Oak Burns took the took the lead at one stage against Kerry, and they just kind of fell away there towards the end. But how are you setting this team up to take on Armagh at home? Yeah, but I'll say before even going going to that that the reason they probably went so blank in defence. Probably last weekend, like they were, there's no doubt about it. Connor, they hardly pressed a kick out the whole game. Yeah. They conceded it practically. Um, they just ran back and defended in their own half. Like you have, you have to re- rewind to the week before or the the previous league game against Ross Common. They lost that again. Probably they weren't expecting to lose. They were going to carry both Clifford's back with Sean O'Shea back. They were probably fearful, you know, if these boys click. You know we could suffer a a wild hammer in here, and and it wouldn't been good for confidence after losing to Ross Common the week before. So they probably thought we need to be competitive with Kerry, and that was the way they thought that they could be competitive with Kerry was by being basically basically playing that blanket defence type game, which we haven't really seen them do under Kieran McGinley. And listen, you you got to cut your cloth, Connor, on week to suit the opposition and away from home. I think there's sixteen games. Um, I was reading during the week. Sixteen games played so far, and only two two ones on the road. So you, wow. it's justifiable what they did last last weekend, you know. And I I have no qualms with, with, with what they did, you know. What way it set up? Peter's point about Stephen, uh, uh, what do you call him from McMahon, yeah. from from Red Hughes is just uh, is very justified, you know. If you think of the team that Aidan O'Rourke played in, Armagh, it would probably just did what Peter's on about there. They used to get the corner forward out. Kieran McGinney was the centre-back and and he sat as the extra centre-back slash sweeper in that area. They were probably the first team ever to come up with the idea of an extra defender slash sweeper back there. And Kieran McGinney was the man who started at six but then became the extra man when the corner forward came out Mark. You know, I think that's... Aveden work goes back to what they used to do when he was playing. I don't. I think that would actually suit Donegal at the minute. Something simple like that there, by just playing plus one at the back. Maybe at times, you know, get more men back because last weekend you could see we went fifteen behind the ball when we lost the ball, and 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 that there's no problem. You have, you have to do that. I mean, you look at any other sport. You look at soccer and the Premiership. They play eleven behind the ball when they lose the ball time on time. I mean, we 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 have to just move the game and maybe and and move because players are fit enough now. I know players can run between ten to twelve kilometers in a game, so it's 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 not a problem for them to get everyone back and every every everyone up again. Um, you know, I I've, I've Paddy Carr, you know, was probably two games that he's looked at a lot this week. You're asking about setting up. He'll look he'll look at um the game in Balfey and he and he'll look at the game in Clonus. You know. I think we caused uh, Armagh a lot of baller. Uh, Paddy McGill will love this now. Kickouts, he loves listening to, about the kickouts. So he does. Um, I think we caused them a lot of baller last year with our press on Ethan Rafty's kickout, and they struggled to get up on us. So, so they did. They struggled to get primary possession, and I think that's something we can go after on Saturday. Night. We can go after Armagh's kickout again, so we can. Flip it around to the other side. Armagh caused us ball in the second half in Clonas last year. They pressed us in on, on the kickout and we struggled. We struggled big time. Because then if we did get the ball away, their physicality 
it was so hard for us to get out. I mean, we played fantastic football that first half last year in Clonus. Maybe up there was as good as what we played, you know, dur- during the season. And it just fell apart for us. And that was one of the reasons it fell apart in the second half. Because we could not, if we did get premier possession, we couldn't get out on it. You know, uh, they were very physical. And, you know, Armagh came to Balbuffet last year in the championship and did not lay a glove on us. Didn't lay a glove on us. Everyone was expecting the whole thing to kick off. You know, I remember watching the parade. I was expecting the old badness in Armagh that was yeah. there in Kieran McGinney. I was expecting something to kick off before even the parade, you know. And the players, there was opportunities and they didn't take it. They didn't take it. You know, I'm wondering now on Saturday night, Armagh probably, you know, kind of looking from the outside in, they're in three points. They don't. They haven't played like a team who's on three points. They're playing super football. They're playing with the confidence. Um, they were you know, saying it was very lacklustered down in Kerry the last day. They said the match was almost like backs v forwards for, <laughs> for a long period. But that's what they were saying on the various podcasts I was listening to nationally. So like it, it does seem like Armagh are part of that pack. But then if you switch it around, people are saying maybe they're just punching above their weight a little bit and maybe the Kieran McGinney side gives them a little bit more respect than they should have and they are a very beatable team but from what I saw I would I would agree with the guy like they're, they're playing very good football in my view yeah and like for most outsiders looking in I think you know Armand and Derry a lot of people would expect to be the two leading contenders for an Ulster Championship this year that they would say they're, they're the two best teams there I, you know, I nearly expected the start this week. Donegal nearly need, need to leave down an impression before the ball's throwing in. They need to leave down a marker because I'm afraid Armagh could leave down that marker. And you don't want that Armagh crowd. It's so atmospheric, the athletic grounds. It brings a super atmosphere to the game. It's tight. The crowd are on top of the pitch. So they are. And that's why in the four, four and a half thousand Larry Kenny last week, Connor, there's no other sport in Donegal can compete to bring those crowds out. So that's why Donegal GA need the Donegal people head to Armagh to create a decent atmosphere. So when we get score and we get on top, that we're there behind the team. Peter talked about Barry McCambridge, you know, good player, came off the bench a couple of times last year for them. I actually came across him in Boston and he's playing for Connemara Gales. Re- really good, good fella. And he's nailing the spot starting position in the Armagh team this year. Another fella came across last year, Connor Turbot, who's really leading the fight on the scoring charts up front, the big tall red-haired fella for them. You know, super player. We're going to have to keep our eye on him. There's Norway lad, Connor Justin Kiernan. You know, didn't, hasn't seen much game time this year. Came off the bench last year for them as well. Really, really good player. So he is. You know, around the minute, they're, they're missing Rory Grogan. Got the series baller last year. He didn't play last weekend. You know, that's a blessing for us. Rain O'Neill, we're going to need need to keep an eye on Supi Campbell I mean he, he just he's like a fine wine he gets better the older he gets he hasn't he hasn't lost any any of his pace either so he has you know I'm really looking forward to the game on Saturday night Connor I, I, I think we can get something out of it I'm not so sure can we win it but I think we can make a point and as I said to you there's only been two teams of one on the road out of the 16 games played in Division 1 this year. So there is something there for us, you know, and both a, a play to the Donegal crowd to get out and get on the road. You know, it's probably suits a lot of Donegal people. The game's not till 7, or it's a half 7 Saturday evening. It was worse, it was 5 o'clock maybe each end of their Saturday afternoon more. But, you know, you're you time enough to get on the road to Saturday evening and get up the road and, and, and get behind the boys. 
Absolutely. And Peter, would you go along with that? Donegal win or Armagh win? Final point? Yeah, I, I would, I'd agree uh, with Gary and the fact that I'd, I'd be very, very happy to come back down the road with, with one point. I think that would be a huge... Uh, a huge return for Donegal, given you know the, the turnover of players that they have, uh, the short time probably that the management had to maybe get their input. It, it took it took a while because they were a bit late starting. They were behind other teams, and um, you can see like the like of the Mayo's and that that started off that they're they're flying at the moment. But you know the, the three Donegal players that came back um, in the last last couple of games. Like they'll be a, a lot better for those uh, for those couple of games. They're going to be a much sharper. Um, Owen Bond, uh, good few runs last week, but you know there's probably one or two more in them, and probably maybe a half a yard faster even. Um, uh, and you know you need that if you're going to create scores. You you'll need Caelan uh, uh, McGonagall. I thought was quite good last week at breaking breaking the line. Um, you need. Those players um, and and then Kill McCorgan, I, I really love him playing. Um, and he hadn't probably not everything went his way against Monaghan, but he, there was a scrap in the middle of the field on in front of the stand in um, O'Donnell Park on Sunday, and there was about five or six players, and the referee let them at it, and he came out with the ball, and you know. That's the start of stuff that rises a crowd, uh, and you know you'll get to cheer. I know the, the unfortunate thing is when he he burst out, he was about ten yards ahead of everyone, but we didn't have support for him. But if you have that sort of uh, mentality that you're going to win the fifty-fifty or the or the sixty-forty ball, um, and and as as Gary says, if you have the crowd there, that'll rise them. Um, and if you if we could come out of Armagh with a point. You'll have the same effect as as, as those young fellas from Glenswilly who were leaving O'Donnell Park last week. It, it seemed like you, you won because you, you get something. If you get defeat, you know it's, it has a different effect altogether altogether on the on the team on the supporters. But you know you you get even a, a narrow a draw and that that last free tailing off. How much it does for for Donegal, how much it does for those young players, the confidence in them going forward. And they're going to have to scrap for everything on Saturday night if they're going to get that one point. But if we can come out with a point, if we come out with two, like you would be smiling from year to year. But if you can come down the road with one, uh, you put yourself back in the frame, still in your own hands to stay in Division 1. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Absolutely. And of course, all this as we enter the month of March with one eye nearly firmly looking towards the championship. Look, Guy McDade, Peter Campbell. That's actually interesting in the championship. I was actually looking at the calendar dates. There's a possibility that both Donegal and Armagh, if they won their quarterfinals, they could meet in the semi-final. I was counting. Now, I, could be, I could be wrong. I think possibly eight weeks out. Okay. Meeting in yes. an Ulster semi final now. Obviously, uh, what he got Armagh actually have to get over Cavan and Antrim, so they have to, and we have to get we have to get over down. You know, so so, so at, at, I don't think either team will be even looking anywhere near a possibility of meeting a semi final because right here, right now, is, is what counts and Division One survivability is, is is right up there. I mean, if you think back, Armagh ended two of our previous Donegal managerial 
uh, Reigns, Declan Boner's last game was against Armagh, John Cho Doherty's. Like, we're not anywhere like we're not in that position now, but they've they've had their hoodoo over us, and you know, and you, you their, their tails are up right now after probably beating us and cloning us last year, you know. And you have to admire the board as well. Hugh McGinney has come under pressure under a lot of, lot of years, and they stuck with him. They stuck with him because, you know, they knew he was doing good things, you know, and, you know, they stuck with him and maybe, Connor, anything that was going wrong, our conversation here at the start about the academy, I just think of that there now about how the way, you know, they solved any any issues they had. They probably had talks behind the scenes and they're getting the rewards now. Like that Armagh team got beat by Galway, the team that went to Ireland final last year, on penalties. As Peter said earlier, you know, penalties, that's a kick of the ball. There's, there's nothing else but... Uh, Elsbury's and the last point, Connor. I think our half forward line this year for Donegal has been fantastic. And I, I, I doubt there's many more half forward lines scoring, contributing to scoreboard. What works scoring, you know, Michael Langan, Daryl Boyle, Connor Donald. It's mainly been since Langan's came back now. Uh, I mean, that's a good half forward line, and they're contributing on the scoreboard two, three, four points every week. You I mean each of them and a Farah's getting a few inside then as well. And Jamie's getting one or two. I mean, we're hitting that 15 points. Kill McGonagall, Jason McGee can, can get in. Big Hugh. I mean, Big Hugh, I would love to see us just launch a ball. First ball, let Hugh go to the, go to the edge of the square on Saturday night and just won the throw and just launch it in and just see what happens. You know, he's a handful and he's, he's as strong as a bull. So he has, you know, just put one in to see what happens or put three or four in, you know. So, Connor, Jenny, sorry for having you up. No, absolutely. And it leaves for an enticing affair on Saturday night in the athletic grounds. Listen, lads, I kept you long enough. But for Guy McDade and Peter Campbell, thanks so much for joining me on the Donegal GA podcast this evening. Thank you, Connor. No bother, Connor. And that's the end of our show. My thanks to Guy McDade and to Peter Campbell for joining me on the podcast. Remember, Donegal travel to the athletic grounds to face the Orchard County Armagh in the fifth round of the Alliance National League and throwing for that game is at 7.30. We'll have live commentary from Ocean FM from Paddy McGill. Uh, thanks to you, our loyal listeners, and to Austin O'Callaghan for firing out the show in rapid time. We will have a review following the Donegal Armagh game from Paddy McGill. But until next week on the preview show, my name's Connor Bresson. Take care and bye for now. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.